You're listening to the Dynasty Kings Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Dynasty Kings Classic Fantasy Football League. What is up? Another episode of the podcast. Uh, This one is a special episode because this is the first episode that we have ever tried to record uh, via video chat. We're going to tell you why in a minute, but first I am the host of the Grand Rapid Nighthawks and uh, I am uh, joined, Andrew Crow, and I'm joined today with the the co-commissioner and uh, reigning champion of the league, uh, owner of the Wyoming Warcats, Mr. Brandon Conway. Brandon, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Coming off a big win with the Sea Dogs. Yes, that was a big win. We're going to get to that. Uh, there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot of interesting stuff that happened around the league. But that the reason that we're doing this video chat, uh, the reason that this is uh, taking place uh, right now is because we have a very special uh, procedure duty Um uh, that we've got to take care of some business that we got to take care of tonight. And, uh, and that has to do with what's going to happen in week 14. As you guys have seen in the chat, uh, our goal, and I think it was well known from the beginning of the, this season that because the NFL got extended, uh, that we would also extend our league by week. Um, however, when the league got configured, week 14 didn't show up. And so we have to draw four matchups in week 14. And so we're going to do that tonight. We're going to do it on the video chat. That way there's no questions about the integrity of our league. Something very important to you as a co-commissioner and myself as the representative of the owners. So, so uh, before we do that, it's, it's really interesting. I was looking at um, some of the schedules, the schedule remaining. Now, obviously, we don't know who's playing who in week 14, but if you look at the next three weeks, um, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see who's got the hardest schedule and who's got the easiest schedule. And there's a couple ways you can configure that. Um, I looked at it versus via the uh, records uh, of the teams that you're playing remain the remaining teams that you're playing. I also looked at it in terms of the points scored because those two can tell a different story. As you've seen, a couple teams have um, found some good fate this season and they have some good records, but their points scored, for instance, uh, is not exactly the same. For instance, and, and this is no knock, a win is a win. That's what you're measuring your fantasy success in. But the Wolverines are seven and three and they've scored 1,647 points. Um, the Battlecocks are seven and three, and they've scored 2,041 points. So almost a 400-point difference in those two teams, uh, and their records are the exact same. And uh, not to mention the amount of points that the Sea Dogs have had scored against them, as he, as Gooch has mentioned in the chat. He's had some unfortunate uh, luck there um, because it just depends. I mean, if a team's going to play its best when they play you, uh, that's what seems to have happened a lot with with Gucci here. So anyway, I was looking at the records. It's really interesting. We have three teams that are seven and three right now in our league. We have two teams that are six and four. And then we have four teams that are five and five. So only two games separate the first place team and the ninth place team, which means that essentially it, it could happen. The team that's in ninth place right now could win our league or be in first place, not win our league, but have the first um round by first place uh, of the overall season if they uh, were to win and, and different things were to happen. I mean, it's it's crazy. All nine of those teams have the potential to both make the playoffs and get a buy in the playoffs. So it's, it's going to be a wild next couple of weeks. 
Um, and so I was looking, if, if you look at the records of the teams remaining, right? If you look at the records of the teams remaining, the team with the hardest uh, fate going forward, the hardest strength of schedule uh, is the uh, platypuses, uh, the Philadelphia platypuses. They have a, a remaining record of 19 and 11. The teams they're playing have a record, a total record of 19 and 11. So that is a couple games harder than just about everyone else in the league. Um, the Nighthawks, the Seabass, and the Battle or the Blunt Smokers all have a, a remaining schedule of teams that are 17 and 13. Uh, the Outlaws are 16 and 14. Um, the uh, let's see here. Um, the Sea Dogs are 15 and 15. Wolverines have a record of uh, their opponents have a record of 15 and 15. The Ravens have a record of 15 and 15. And then you get to some of the easier by record. Uh, the Sasquatches, their opponents have a record of 13 and 17. The Battlecocks, their opponents have a record of 12 and 18. And the easiest record-wise uh, goes to the Warcats. Their opponents have a record of 9 and 21. So, Brandon, uh, right now, as things stand, now granted, Week 14 is going to factor in here, and that will change things. But right now, if you go by just the record of strength and schedule, the Warcats have the easiest schedule remaining. That's well, like I said, year, that's for sure. Well, that's right. Well, but like I said, if you if you start talking about the points um, that your the teams have scored, things change a little bit. Uh, things change a little bit. The team with the hardest schedule when it comes to points scored don't, don't really matter because they're they're not in in the playoff hunt. But that's the outlaws because they still have to play the Battlecocks, um, the Sasquatches, and the Warcats, and all three of those teams have scored a lot of points. Actually, five thousand nine hundred and thirty four points between those three teams. Um, and then in second place, again, is the platypuses, 5,892, um, followed by the Battlecocks, 5,400, the Sasquatches, 5,679, the Sea Dogs, 5,666. Um, so there are, and, and that makes sense a little bit because that the, the Battlecocks, the platypuses, and the, the Sea Dogs all have to play each other. And those are three good teams with, that have scored a lot of points this season. So. I think did all three of those teams make the playoffs last year? I would have to do some research. Um, I, I feel like they did. The Battlecocks, and, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, we know the Battlecocks and the, uh, you know, and the the Battlecocks and the Sea Dogs played each other. So I know those two teams were in, and I'm pretty sure that Mayor made the playoffs as well. Yeah, he did. He for sure did. So, um, so yeah, those three, those were three playoff teams last year. So as it stands right now, the Battlecocks are in first, Blunt Smokers second, Wolverines are in third. Those are our three, seven, and three teams. The Warcats are six and four. The Sea Dogs are six and four. Um, Warcats are in fourth. Sea Dogs are in fifth. The Platypuses would be the last team in the playoffs if the season were to end today. They're five and five and have scored uh, 1,800 points, 1,874 points. Nighthawks are in seventh with a five and five record. The Ravens are in uh, eighth with a five and five record with 1,595 points. And the Dazed are in ninth place with a five and five record, 1,568 points. So uh, it's going to be close. And week 14 is going to be big, big, big in terms of what that means for um, the teams we're playing. So now, uh, are you ready to draw, Brandon? Are we ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. I will say before we get started, uh, it is impossible. We, you cannot play a, a division opponent um, for the sake of playing a division opponent. 
um, because you already play your division opponents twice. So it's not fair to have some a team play another team three times because you're playing, it would just make all kinds of problems. So what we will do is we will draw one team. That'll be the first team in the matchup. We will draw again. That'll be the second team. If that team is in the same division, we will have to throw it out. Like we'll have to put it back in and, and redraw. Uh, if we get to the end and we have three teams still in one division, we're going to have to redraw before that matchup comes. Um, and so hopefully that doesn't happen. But if it does, just know we're going to have to go with it and we're going to try to figure this out. We want to do this as fair as possible. So I've got a hat here that I've brought in and I will draw out the names of these teams uh, one by one. And I'm going to try to do this as honest as uh, possible. So um, the first team that we'll be playing in matchup one is the Ravens. Again, the Ravens are in eighth place, but they have a five and five record. So they are right there in the thick of it and they will be playing the Outlaws. Are they in the same division? Uh, I'm going to need you to check that for me because I don't know the divisions off the top of my head. Looking right now. The Ravens – no, the Outlaws are in my division. I'm sorry. Yeah, so no, those are – Okay, so the Ravens will play the Outlaws. So that's pretty big news for the Ravens. Um, you're playing a team that's one and nine and doesn't have a lot of incentive, nor quite the talent there to win. No offense to, to Kenny. But <laughs> just, just I think everyone wanted to draw the Outlaws, so. Yeah. I know, I know that's what we were hoping for. Uh, the next matchup, matchup two, will be the Blunt Smokers. Blunt Smokers. And they will be taking on. Days and Nighthawks are their division opponents. Yeah, not the Nighthawks or the Days. I know, I know my division, Brandon. I don't ever have to look that up. So <laughs> they'll be taking on the Sea Dogs. And who was that? The Blunt Smokers. Blunt Smokers, Sea Dogs. Wow, that's a big game. Yeah, it is. That's they're currently in fifth and second. Yeah. Gee. Next week. will be the Wolverines. Washington State Wolverines. The third place team right now. They have the Ravens. They, what's that? They have the Ravens and the Sea Bass in their division. We'll be taking on the Nighthawks. Wolverines versus the Nighthawks. Wolverine. That's a good one for you. Yeah, that be interesting. Next team will be the Alabama Battlecocks. Battlecocks. The Battlecocks will be taking on. Please don't be me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, just played it like a week or two ago. Yeah, I know. Well, we still have to face each other again for the second time. I think. No, no, no. That's what was that was what projected to be right now. If things were stay the same, but they're not. All right, matchup five. We've got the Hollywood Dazed. Hollywood Dazed. Jeez, I know Eric didn't want to draw me either. <laughs> Hollywood Dazed. They will be taking on the Sea Bass. If that. That's good. 
that's yeah that's good but i just want to make sure these two teams don't if these two teams are the same division we'll redraw we'll put those last two in and redraw the sasquatches will okay. be taking on the platypus yeah so that works that worked out that'll be a good game too platypuses versus sasquatches it will so um we'll put these in the division the but the ravens are going to take on the outlaws the blunt smokers will play the sea dogs the Wolverines will take on the Nighthawks. The Battlecocks will take on the Warcats. Uh, the Dazed will take on the Sea Bass, and the Platypuses will take on the Sasquatches. So, again, that changes uh, that changes strength of schedule a little bit. Um, obviously, if you look at those teams that are five and five, the Ravens are playing a uh, the Outlaws. That's a one and nine team, so that's that's going to work out to their advantage. And again, the Ravens have um, a middle of the road schedule. The rest of the way, they've got to face the Nighthawks, Wolverines, and Sea Bass. So, three teams. Those three teams are are similar uh, in the fact that that you can they can score a lot, but then they also can also have weeks where they haven't scored a lot. So. Um, uh, obviously the blunt smokers and sea dogs, like that's the, there's, there's four teams that are, that are pretty much, I would say guaranteed to make the playoffs and they're all going to be playing each other in that last week. Um, so there's going to, and that will be the battlecocks and warcats and the sea dogs and the smokers. I think those four teams are, if you asked me today, what were the four, four favorites to make the playoffs? It would be those, I would, I would name those four teams. Um, with the caveat that Matthew Stafford returns to Matthew Stafford like performance. But um, so that's going to be interesting because seeding will be important that last week. And so uh, if those four teams are secure, like we assume uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch what happens down the stretch. So again, Ravens versus outlaws, blunt smokers versus sea dogs, Wolverines versus Nighthawks, Battlecocks versus Warcats, Days versus Seabass and Sasquatches versus the platypuses. There you go. That was for the people. That is for the people. That was the drawing. We're going to stick with it. We will have those uh, loaded into the app by the end of the week. Um, so let's let's just move in. I, I want to keep this podcast rolling today. If it's a little shorter, that's fine with me. But I want to look back at week 10. Uh, a lot of interesting matchups. <laughs> uh, you had uh, three or four really two or three high scoring games. And then you had a couple um, really, really low scoring games. And so um, let's, let's take a look at what I think was maybe the biggest game of the week. And that was the um, sea dogs versus the war cats. Um, so the, again, you know, the sea dogs have had some brutal luck, like we talked about. Uh, but they were projected to score 245. The Warcats were projected to score 244. So it was projected to be a close game. And it really was a pretty close game. Um, yeah. The, the Warcats ended up uh, pulling away with the victory 257 to 208. And uh, I think it's fair to say that Patrick Mahomes looked like he was back, right? 406 yeah, yards, five yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he went off. He went nuts, and it was exciting to watch for me, at least. I, I haven't seen that in about three weeks. Yeah, and it was. It was like, oh yeah, that is Patrick Mahomes, and and I like 
didn't feel super smart by with my take of Patrick Mahomes is like the greatest of all time, because I don't think that's a really bold take, but that's what I said last week in that uh, crown him or dungeon. And, and, and I was like, we're not sending him to the dungeon. Derek, Eric was ready to send him to the dungeon. He would have had him in the dungeon for this performance. Uh, if he, his mind wouldn't have been changed by uh, Scully and I, but, but yeah, that's, that's what you can expect from Patrick Mahomes. And that's why the 20 point weeks, I mean, they're frustrating and they may worry you, but this is what this guy's capable of all the time. So yeah, I mean, any any day of the week he could do this. I'm glad to see it. They all looked good, actually. I mean, yeah. they looked like well, they did. And this was a good. I mean, this was. I mean, yeah, uh, Williams, right? He he ends up putting up four. Yeah. four Daryl Williams ended up putting up 43 points for for the the uh, the Warcats, right? That's a that's a huge performance. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris again just is a stud. What can you say, right? 105 yards yeah. and. 28 reception or 28 receiving yards with four receptions uh, for 35 points. Um, Cooper cup. Golly. I mean, that game was terrible. Cooper cup looked awful. He had eight points. I think I put in the chat at the end of the third quarter in the garbage time. He ends up with 122 points. Like that is 11 receptions. That is insane to me. Uh, I woke up because I I did not watch the rest of the game. The game was boring. Um, I just, I was over it. Um, And I woke up. I was like, are you kidding me? He ended up having 11 receptions for 122 yards. I, there's no way that that bet with Kenny was, was the smartest bet in the world for you, the safest bet in the world. There's no way that guy's not going to be a top five receiver. It's just impossible. He His bad games. Yeah, like that was a yeah. bad game. The offense looked like trash. And even in junk time, he scores 122 yards and has 35 points as the wide receiver four for the week. Yeah. Keenan, I mean, and Keenan Allen, He's been on a roll the last three weeks, just consistent, kind of, kind of low key too. Really, I mean, he's yeah. just being he's a consistent. He's and he's two yards away from that hundred yard bonus, so uh, his yeah. could even have been better. Now, if you talk about the good, because you really, if you look at Mahomes and Harris and Williams and Cub and Allen, like that's as good of a. That, I mean, if you get that every week, you would take that in a heartbeat. Like anyone would sign up for that. You look at the – it really could have been a big week for you because if you look at the the, the bottom three guys on your roster, really disappointing performances. Um, two of them are tight ends, which that's kind of been the name of the game with tight ends this season. But uh, Jacecki has seven, seven targets and zero receptions in that Thursday night game for zero points. Yeah. A great a great debut for the, uh, for the Warcats. Warcats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was – but I, I – I was upset. I watched that game and th- there was no pass near. I mean, Eric was talking about one of those one-handed catches that he's making. He has to make one-handed catches every week. That's the ridiculous thing. I mean, they can't get him the ball on a, on a regular throw. It's, yeah. I mean, 0 for 7. Yeah, I like the targets, but geez. And then Hawkinson doesn't put up anything either. Yeah, that game was it's just ridiculous. That Jefferson trade even more every week. Yeah. One target. Like, geez. Yeah, he needs a quarterback bad. Golf ain't it. Yeah, no, he's not. Um, and then Tyler Lockett was a little bit underwhelming with Russell Wilson. That, they didn't look good either. Um, so you, all three of those guys can bounce back, but they are underwhelming performances for for um for the workouts. On the other side, the Sea Dogs had a pretty decent performance from Dak, uh, 71 points. You'll take that from your quarterback any day of the week. Jonathan Taylor, who I think could be moving into the most MVP consideration. Um, uh, yeah, he's 
He's a beast. He's a monster. I mean, granted, it looked like he was going to have a gigantic game uh, within that first quarter. He had, what, 98 yards rushing or something? And he only ended up with 116. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that was a relief. But but he ended up getting uh, six receptions and 10 yards, still puts up 40 points. He's a guy. Um, and Gibson looked good for uh, for him, uh, for the Sea Dogs as well. With 28 points, he had a couple touchdowns. Adams uh, was good to have Adam sure was good to have Adams back with Rogers uh, more still we've talked about him last week um, uh, he's a guy that has still yet to really show his potential what we thought he could be yeah. he score seven points with four receptions and 24 yards Kittle was back um, yeah Kittle's and, back yeah Kittle's back and uh, it's exactly what you can expect when you have him he's he's gonna probably find the end zone he's probably gonna have you know five to him plus reception so exactly what he did this week for 17 points you'll take that godwin uh that that game was wonky for them uh godwin has seven receptions only 57 yards 13 points and, and honestly you want more from from him uh that's that's not a good performance yeah. for godwin and then mclaurin i think he went out with an, with an injury um but he only had 13 points so um you know yeah. not a bad week uh two 208 beats what nine teams this week um so a little bit more of that unfortunate uh situation for uh gooch but um you know if you keep scoring high things usually work out over time so uh, a big win though and it changed the standings Uh, gooch went down quite a bit and uh falls to to fifth place the workouts bump up to fourth place both of those teams are six and four and um you know as long as they keep scoring like this i think they'll be fine uh when when you talk about uh, the playoffs. Yeah. Anything else seen up for you in that matchup? Obviously, it was your matchup. So, um, I thought I thought Prescott was back. I, mean, I just had a couple notes. So, I think Gibson's two touchdowns kind of saved him. I mean, he ran like twenty-one times, only got yeah. like sixty yards. That's I don't, that that's not that great, but uh-huh. get two touchdowns. But McLaurin and Godwin, even though their numbers weren't that good, they underwhelmed. They both did have five plus targets they just yep. needed that yardage or a touchdown so yeah yeah so um it will be uh, interesting to look forward again uh the sea dogs play the platypuses this week a big divisional matchup with a lot of playoff implications and um the warcats take on the sasquatches uh this week so all right so let's um look at another matchup of two teams that were on fire in the app this week um, because they were both coming in with uh, winning streaks that were above three games. And that was the Dazed versus the Wolverines. Um, And uh, not necessarily uh, uh, an overwhelming or a high matchup, not the scores necessarily. Either of these teams are wanting, it was a close matchup. Um, Both of these teams got, I mean, at this point, it's really interesting and we've had a lot of conversation about quarterbacks and we keep talking about quarterbacks and the quarterback scoring. And I don't know necessarily how to fix it or whether it needs to be fixed, but 45 to 50 points. is like, yeah, it, that's not the end of the world when it comes to quarterback scoring. Like that's not a, necessarily a bad scoring, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, if your guy scores 45, 55, I mean, you want them more towards 70 and of course up in the hundreds would be, I would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but if a guy walks away 45 points, okay, I think we can, you know, in most weeks, it seems like that can at least keep you in the matchup. 
Um, and my, maybe my pushback to the quarterback scoring is how you can have a guy score 20, you can have a guy score 50, you can have a guy score 117. Like the difference between a great week and a terrible week is almost irreversible. But again, you could talk about in the NFL, a great week for a quarterback and a terrible week for the quarterback is going to cost your team the game. So I understand it. Um, maybe. So yeah. anyway, Jackson had 45 points in that Thursday night game. Didn't look great, but again, if you're walking away with um, 45 points, uh, you'll take it. Uh, Cousins has come back to earth a little bit. We talked a lot about Cousins. Uh, I think Gooch and I did because he had had some phenomenal weeks. And he has had a few weeks in the 90s, um, but he's had his last three weeks, 55 points, 51 points, and 44 points. So it, I think that might be water finding its level with Cousins. Yeah. Uh, he he actually he would have had a bigger game even if he doesn't fumble the ball and if he gets six more passing yards he's probably in the 65 area at least yeah for sure maybe 70s so he didn't turn the ball over he just he fumbled once and he didn't hit that that 300 yard bonus yeah yeah the bonuses are big um yeah james connor looked good uh he's he's been a surprise i, I don't know about surprise but but we we praised him last week um again that team didn't look good they didn't play great they were without kyler obviously uh, but he was still able to manage um only 39 yards but has 25 yards and uh, three receptions and uh and the touchdown's huge obviously um uh for 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 hafe but 18 points from running back you'll take it melvin gordon underwhelmed a little bit had a fumble only 45 yards um the Ernest Johnson is, this is, this is, this is not probably, this is the waiver wire pickup of the season, right? Another yeah. 20, 28 performance for Scully. That's big. I mean, that's, that's a guy that um, he got last minute because Chubb and Hunt have both been hurt, you know, he 99 yards talk about missing the bonus. Um, so. If, if, if Scully, if Kirk Cousins throws for six yards, or the Ernest Johnson runs for one yard. I think he wins. Or doesn't the- fumble. Both of them fumbled. Either of them, if either of them, I think if. Well, it, Gordon fumbled, Johnson fumbled, and Cousins fumbled. They all fumbled. If none of them fumble this week, he wins the game. I mean, <laughs> just, that is crazy. That's insane. Skelly's got to be upset about that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a big loss for him. I it mean, if he goes on a skid or anything close to that. That drops him down. He's playing a top seed in the playoffs. Exactly. And remember, we talked about the beginning of this. He does not have points in his favor. So when he's he he needs wins. I mean, uh, he, he needs his record to be better than his opponents because he's probably going to be the bottom. I mean, 1647 is if he were five and five, he would be in eighth place. I mean, he's there'd be two five and five teams above him. He would definitely be both six and four teams have scored more than him. So he needs wins. So uh, it is big. Uh, it was again. I'm I'm the bitter, salty um, uh, Kamara owner over here. But Ingram uh, benefits from that, gets a touchdown, 61 reception yards, 47 ground yards for 25 points. Again, that's nice for um, Hafe to turn Ingram, who was a nobody, into something. Yeah. Hollywood Brown underwhelms, obviously. Um, Not a target, so. Yeah. Yeah, 13 targets. And and he fumbled. Um, 
but but still nine points. You would hope for more than that. Uh, Scully is uh, let's see. Did he have a tight end on by? I know he hadn't. I think Cooks is tight end. Is he not? I mean, Cook is his tight end. Is that his starting tight end? That's what I was asking. I guess. Yeah, I think that's his starting tight end. Well, he has Gronk too. He has Gronk. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Yeah, that might be interesting as we get into that later part of this conversation. We look at the 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 trade deadline week. Does Scully add a tight end? Uh, That seems to be a. Yeah, well, depends on Gronk. I don't know how long he's out for. Well, and are there tons of tight ends floating out there? I don't think so. There's. Well, we'll get into that, but there's a tight end on the block that's interesting. So yeah, uh, Davis, Mike Davis, has to be like the biggest disappointment for Scully. Yeah, he. I've talked to him about Mike Davis, and he's pretty upset about Patterson coming out of nowhere. But he's also hoping that Patterson stays out this week so Davis can get. The yeah, start. interesting. And and um, uh, Wayne Gallman is that his name? Oh yeah, Wayne Gallman. Yeah, he went for only four dollars. I'm. I was kind of kicking myself when I woke up and saw that. Um, I think I put a $3 bid on him, but uh, he, could, have, he could have a big week. I don't know. Yeah, that, I don't know. That backfield, I don't know who's a running back over there. Well, when you're as desperate as my team is to find – I mean, I literally had to freaking pick up – I don't want to talk about it, but I had to pick up uh, – well, we'll, see, we'll get to it. Um, let's see. James Washington, that's – that's pretty much what you can expect for him. Scully could add a flex player too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. He he needs maybe two flex players really. I mean, he had D Hop that was out. Obviously, that hurts. Um, and and Mixon is on by. So I mean, well, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It, I mean, Dearness Johnson. I guess is he. He's probably gonna get pushed to the side once Cream Hunt gets back. You know. Yeah, he he for sure will, but but still, you have Mixon. So, but but you're right. I mean, he's thin. Scully is thin. I think his he's he's a if he's going to go for it this year, um, he probably needs to add some pieces. That's my opinion, uh, and we'll get we'll, again. We'll get into that. Um, obviously, uh, Hafe was hurt by Chubb not not starting. So it's it's interesting in this matchup. You've got Darius Johnson for Scully who benefits from Chubb, and then so it's a kind of a double whammy that Chubb was not able to go for. Um, yeah, I mean, Scully has been bad. He really needed that one. Yeah. Geez, both players from, like, the, the, st- the starting wide receiver position down, I mean. Yeah. Besides, you know, Christian Kirk for Hafe and, and Jacoby Myers for Scully. Other than that, I mean, it's just they all had played bad. Yeah. Yeah, Tannehill would have been the right play this week over Lamar Jackson. I'm not criticizing Hafe for not doing that, but. Yeah, and he picked up Mason Rudolph, who <laughs> that game was terrible. And uh, but Mason Rudolph scored forty eight, which again for a quarterback this year, that's not bad. Uh, it's not a bad guy to have on your bench if Ben stays hurt. Uh, anything else for this matchup? No, I don't think I have much else for that one. All right, let's move on. The Battlecocks took on the Sasquatches. The Battlecocks uh, win that game. It's a pretty close game. Um, Two fourteen. Uh, to 175 um, Sasquatches fall to three and seven the Battlecocks uh, go to uh, seven and three 
Yeah, that puts that puts the Battlecocks in first place, I think. Too, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're the first place overall team. Um, no thanks to Justin Herbert. I mean, can you talk yeah. about you want to talk about a roller coaster? That is the season that Justin Herbert's having. Uh, 33, 111, 27, 32, 103. Those are his last five performances or six performances. So the guy can absolutely go out there and win it for you. But that like like that's a huge, that's so much discrepancy between a good game and a bad game. So um yeah, well, and I mean, if you want to have the conversation about whether the quarterbacks score too much or don't score too much, the Sasquatch is 86, the Battlecocks 33, and the Sasquatch is lost. So, I mean, it, it, it's not just the quarterback. You've got to have a team behind you. You did, and and you do. And uh, two of Eric's in, mid-season acquisitions – are the reason he won this week. He can he can think, and of course he named Captain Battlecock uh, to Stefan Diggs, who finally has a game that we all expected him to have with eight receptions, 162 yards, a touchdown, uh, and two 40-yard receptions. Like that is what you expect from Diggs, and that's kind of what he was doing every week, or almost seemed like every week last year. Um, so he carried his team, and then Justin Jefferson had nine receptions for 143 yards. So those two guys right there in themselves are uh, the reason I, I think it's safe to say the reason why Eric was able to come out on top, you know, not to mention a good performance from Swift who had 130 yards on the ground and added three receptions. Um, you know, Mark Andrews was the best, uh, best player probably in that game in terms of fantasy performance. He had 20 points. And again, anytime you're getting that from a tight end this year, especially in this league. Um, so, um, yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, yeah. Talk about making the right trades. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. two pieces Eric's put on his team. I mean, he's built a championship roster big time. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the favorites. I think you would hope more consistency. I, I, if I'm Eric, I want more consistency for my quarterback. If, if Herbert can, can not go 30 to a hundred, but even average, you know, somewhere in the middle there, like if his floor could be 50 or 55 or 60, like, I think he's, I think he's the odds on favorite, but you get in the playoffs and your quarterback scores 30 points. You're not, not going far. It's, it's, it's a crapshoot, you know? I mean, it's, it's a crapshoot. So uh, obviously Judy underperformed Thienland who's, who's, you know, kind of overperformed this season. He has a, a mediocre week. Darren Waller joined the tight end club of turds. Um, Jacobs, bad week for him. Um, and then T.Y. Uh, uh, didn't really perform either for him. So his career could be getting close to an end. I think, I think it is. Yeah, it's probably the end. Uh, Devin Singletary, man. Where'd he go? He like was it last year? What was it? When was his rookie year? Last year, year before, whenever it was, he played good, and then he just disappeared. Like as soon as they drafted Zach Moss, so I guess Singletary was probably two years ago. He played good. They go grab Zach Moss the next year, and then Singletary just disappears. I, I, I don't know. He's just yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Christian McCaffrey was himself. He had ninety-five yards. And 66 receiving yards, so um, 10 receptions. So he he is what you expect. And and you know, I was talking with John uh, last week. He he was he was thinking through some trades, I think. Um, and Christian McCaffrey is probably the greatest 
or the best fantasy running back when he's healthy. Now that's when he's healthy is a big, uh, you know, a big if there, but this year when he's healthy, you pretty much, that's the guy you want on your team. Oh yeah. By far. I mean, he's going to get you probably 30 plus points every week. Probably. If he stays healthy the whole game, he'll get you 30. 100% he'll give you 30 plus if he's healthy the whole game. Yeah. I mean, he's five yards away from the 100 yard reception or the 100 yard uh, rushing yards bonus. Right. So and, I mean, he easily could have, could have. Um, and only 30, what, four, 34 away from the 100 yard receiving bonus. So yeah. I mean, he's got a good team. They're young. Yeah. They're just, it's just crazy. I, I get nervous when I play Gerbig. I mean, and he's got Allen Robinson on the bench too, and it's like he's having a bad year. Goddard has been up and down, but he could be a good tight end. Yeah, and I, I really like Conklin. Uh, I mean, that Tyler Conklin, in my opinion, has has filled into what I was hoping Irv Smith would be this year before Irv got hurt. So um, six, he has 16 points, um, you know, three receptions, but – you know, two t- he had two touchdowns this week. So um, I just wonder, like, you know, when you're three and seven, do you start trading? This is this is the deadline week. Do you just start trading assets to get picks or younger players in the future? Do you trade Thielen and try? You know what I mean? Do you does, you, Thielen, does Thielen have value though? Probably not a lot, but I mean, what's the benefit to keeping? You know what I mean? It's like those type of things. No, I agree. Um, for him, do you trade him and then hey, I'll even pay some of his contract this year just to get him off my team? He's older. I'll grab some something young or a pick for the future. I'm, I mean, I'm already kind of out of it this year. I think if I'm in one of those teams positions, that's what I do. But because he's got some young talent on his team, yeah, and then Garrett, so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but if he stands pat, I still think he's got a good team next year. So he just kind of ran into some bad yeah. luck this year. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, last thing I want to say about this matchup, Eric, you need to change um, uh, Odell's nickname. So he's not the Cleveland steamer anymore. He's the L.A. steamer. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't, I think Odell will be good. Yeah, I kind of do too, especially with the Robert Woods out. Ah, uh, yeah, so I'll bring that up then, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got next? Um, let's, let's take a look at the uh, Blunt Smokers and the Outlaws. Okay. Uh, the Outlaws fall to one and nine on the season, 112 points, and the Blunt Smokers score 148 points. Um, uh, the, Jeez, they should have lost that game. <laughs> they should have. Um, Stafford looks pretty bad for two, the second week in a row. Are you worried about Stafford? No. I'm not. I just – Kind of same situation, Mahomes. I just I like Stafford. I think he's really good. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's got weapons. He's got Sean McVay. I I kind of think maybe I don't know at all. There's no media like I have nothing 
backing this, but I just believe, you know, you go out and you get Von Miller, you go out and you get Odell Beckham, you, you know, Robert Woods gets hurt. All this happens within like one or two weeks. I just feel like there's had to have been press around. There's had, there's all eyes on you. There's all this stuff going on. It, it puts a certain, it's gotta be something in the back of your mind, especially if you're Stafford, you got Odell Beckham. Now it's like, Oh man, I have all these elite guys around me. I need to start making, like maybe he's in his head. Yeah. And maybe Tom McVay will get a hold of him and talk to him about it. But that's just the only thing I could think of. Or it's just, a, you know, you have a random bad performance every now and then. Well, yeah. And, and the thing that um, is interesting, though, not I, I probably uh, agree with you. Um, but, but, but what's interesting for, for the blonde smokers, and we've talked about this, right? His success this year was tied so closely to. Stafford because his yeah. team's not that deep right um and and he's he's kind of over he's got some bad contracts and so um you know now granted if if uh, Tyreek Hill can look like himself and I mean I'm not saying he doesn't have a bad team I'm saying he he needs Stafford to be good uh, I think to be good I think that's fair to say so uh and maybe that's true of everybody with their quarterbacks but but it feels like it feels like for him, granted, he's got some guys that can carry him, but it feels like for him, he has less of those guys. And maybe it's just me and my biases. I don't know, but. Well, I think, I think AJ Brown can carry you as a Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown are great centerpieces. Yeah. And I even think CD lamb is, but oh, they're Jones too. Yeah. He's got a good team. He does. Yeah. There, I mean, the thing about CeeDee Lamb is he could have a random off week, but that's because they have so many weapons. You don't know what they're going to do. And then same with Aaron Jones. You know, are they going to pass the ball? Are they going to have a good defensive week? What are, you know, are they going to yeah, get – Yeah, well, no, Aaron Jones is hurt. He'll be out for a few weeks. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell, yeah. he's getting 27 carries. That's 27, yeah, to get 91 yards too. Like that wasn't a good game for him. So that's got to make – I mean, that's got to make – uh, Pharaoh, uh, a little bit scared. I would think a little nervous. Yeah. I mean, team did not perform that well. Now cam coming back, that would be big. That would kind of offset some of that stuff I was talking about when it comes to. Yeah. He seemed pretty excited, but I think cams, I think cam might be his favorite player actually. Yeah. League, so makes sense. But then, uh -huh. you know, gosh, the Bino Mamba boy. Yeah, man. yeah. That team is rough. I'll be right back. You keep talking about them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Baker, he looked like garbage. I, I don't know what's going on there. He Well, he did say he was banged up, Most probably the most banged up he's ever been in his career. Le'Veon Bell, I'm pretty sure he got released by Baltimore all <laughs> this week. James Robinson comes back, has a pretty good game. Got himself a touchdown. Uh, that's a piece you can definitely build around. Debo Samuel is going off this year. A lot of people were down on him because of injury concerns. I, I believe that too. Uh, I, I mean, I did believe that at the beginning of the year. Talking about Debo Samuel. Yeah. Um, man, he's been going off. Yeah, I know. Well, and I understand why Debo wants to move him um, because it's kind of a shame that he's on that roster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I, we don't have to get deep into, it, but I was in trade negotiations for Debo. But man, he's his the price on him is so high. I, I've heard the same from other owners in the league. I'll just say that. And I, I'm not 
put whatever price you want on it. Well, yeah. And if, if someone's going to buy it or not, but I just couldn't pay the price it was yeah. on it. So, and, and I actually, I'm actually, I don't want to say I'm kicking myself, but I got a, I got, I got a way better price the prior to this game, right. like the day before. And I could, I could have had Debo Samuel on my team and the game happened and now the price has skyrocketed. So I'm kind of kicking myself. I could have, I probably would have pulled the trigger knowing what I know, like, but yeah, it is what it is. Mike Williams just kind of dropped off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. Everett, he isn't doing anything for anyone. Yeah. Is, yeah, jeez. Yeah. I'm, rough last four weeks. Well, and, and, and you know, Kenny's, Kenny's going to get that first pick probably. Yeah. And so he will have an opportunity to, to slowly but surely rebuild his team, I think. So, yeah, Everett stepped up for him this week. Maybe that's a, I mean, DK didn't do anything, Lockett didn't do anything, but randomly Everett did. So I don't know if yeah. that's something because of Russell's finger. Maybe he wants to chip, you know, chip, chip it down a little bit to the tight end. Well, yeah. I mean, and at this point, I think Kenny wants to lose, right? So he's okay with that. Uh, I like Waddle. I think Waddle's going to be a good receiver for him. That's who he yeah. picked up last year in the first round. So, yeah. um, actually, I traded him Waddle. Right. I got Waddle in the first pick in the second round. I don't know if you remember that. He yeah. dropped all the way to the second round. And I don't remember what I got for Waddle, but I did trade him. That was a good trade for him. I mean, that was a good pickup on him. Well, uh, no, he gave up Cup. Wait, he gave up Cup in that deal? Yeah. That's how I got, how I got Cup? Yeah. Cooper Cup, Paris Campbell. You got a third, a second, and a third. Wait, he, I he got Mike Williams, Rager, and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. And I got Cup, Paris yeah. Campbell, a third, a second, a third. Yeah. Hmm. Three, three picks and cup. But but I, you only get cup for this year. So well, yeah. you only get cup it for sure for this year. Yeah. Yeah. So when you factor in the contracts, it's not too bad. I still would give you the. Okay. You know, I almost, I almost wonder. I, this is another thing. I think he should have kept Waddle on taxi, knowing the roster he had. Yeah. Keep it on taxi. You have three years to hold him there. If yeah. you if you don't have if you don't think your team's deep enough or competitive enough, might as well keep him there and then bring him up in a year or two when your team when you built more ass and you know you've got more assets and then you bring up those taxi guys and start running with it yeah i don't now, know what i'll say pharaoh's done good about that that's something pharaoh has done pretty good about saving his taxi guys i mean mitchell cd lamb he could have brought cd lamb up all last year he had a competitive team last year and he didn't yeah it's a it's a tough decision because i think there are some times when you're actually better off bringing them up not not all the time and not depending upon the player, but like we Eric and I were talking earlier this season about Daniel Jones, who was on my taxi squad. Well, I gave Daniel Jones a max, hoping that he turns into something good. Well, that's now kind of being held against him, you know, because now if Eric calls up Daniel Jones um, as his backup, uh, he's got five years. He's got to pay him for five years or four years, you know. Yeah. So 
there are, I think there are times when it, when it makes sense to bring a player up. And then obviously if you're competing, I think if you're competing, you bring up a guy, you know, I mean, if you've got a competitive roster, but, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, sometimes if you bring them up and especially, you know, you're not, the roster's not, it's a learning experience. That's what I would say more than anything. Yeah, um, and it's not a terrible to send me, I'm sure, I think Waddle's maxed. So he's got five years with him still anyway. Right, but. Exactly. But yeah, you yeah, I mean, it does bring up even an interesting conversation about, uh, you know, you can have a guy, you basically can have a guy for eight years where the league can't touch him. Yeah, well, five years and then you can franchise him two years. Ten years, yeah, you can have a guy ten years, you're right. Because if you don't play him for the first three years. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, taxi for three, then five, that's eight, and then nine, ten, franchise tag. Yeah, you could. I mean, once you get to those franchise tag years, though, you're going to be paying him some, some moolah. But but up until that, you've had him for eight years. Like, I don't, I don't really like that now that I've thought through it. You don't like that? No, you? <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't mind it because people get traded so often. I feel like it's true, but yeah, that's true. And I mean, if you draft the guy, you drafted the guy. Yeah. Your guy, you got it. I don't, I think, I think you could keep him. I mean, in regular dynasty, you're going to keep him in their entire career. And this one, at least that's true. Money involved and there's other, you know, yeah. they can get So yeah, that's right. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, the Platypuses picked up a much-needed win over the Ravens, who really underperform. Um, and it starts with Russell Wilson. Um, playing Russell this week, coming back from an injury, I understand why the Ravens did it, but it was a risk, and he did not look like he was back to being himself. No, at all. No. He looked pretty bad. Yeah. Which, um, I like Russell Wilson, so sad. To I see. do too. I love the trade. I complimented the trade last week. I understand why you want to go get Russell Wilson, and I understand why you play him this week. Like I don't, I'm not even criticizing Jared for doing that. I, like I think I probably would have too, um, but it, it's risky and it bit him. Yeah. Darnell Henderson didn't look that great last night on Monday night. Um, that, this is a big game too for both of these teams. Yeah. Make a playoff push. Brady's had an average week. Brady's, yeah. Yeah, nothing. Williams. Monty Williams didn't do much. No. Henderson didn't do much. He couldn't. He didn't really have a choice, though. They had to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. Cook had a pretty decent week. Was pretty close to that bonus. Fournette. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the guy you want in that backfield. Ugh. Yeah. Back. He took over that backfield. Um, Sanders underperformed. Um, Pittman underperformed. Speaking of, Hard Knocks just came out. So that's what I'm going to be doing here in a minute. Um, Was it on? Just on HBO, a... HBO Max. Hmm. Dang. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Text me and I'll give, me, I'll give you my password. Okay. 
Um, let's see. But um, for the platypuses, they had a decent week. 188 points isn't too bad. Uh, good performance from Fournette, underwhelming from uh, Cooper. Um, Mike, Mike Evans has a good week with 21 points. Kelsey has 33. Scott was a good pickup for them that he ended up, uh, the Philly guy must have known. I, dro- I dropped him uh, after right. his underwhelming performance last week, and mainly because I needed to add more depth. I wish I would have kept him now because Kamara was hurt. But uh, anyway, um, he had 16 points, which isn't bad for a flex. And uh, Smith was my guy, man. I love Devonta Smith. I wanted him. Uh, but you get picked up, before you, huh? You get picked before you, like right before oh, you. No, I traded back. If you remember? So, um, I had the, I had the fifth pick, or the fourth. I had the third pick and traded back to get the fourth pick this year with Eric. And then uh, Merrick was picking fifth, and Merrick really wanted Smith. Um, and I traded back uh, with with Kate's um, to get uh, because I really liked Elijah Mitchell, which uh, Mitchell's looks great. We're not, we're not in that list, but but anyway. Um, Devontae Smith has looked good and I think he had two touchdowns this week and uh, I think um, Merrick's got to be feel good about Smith not only this week but he's got three touchdowns the last two weeks and uh, he's he's looking like the guy, a, a guy if that makes yeah. sense yeah he's looking like their number one receiver yeah. For sure. yeah the guy they needed that's right did uh Okay, yeah, Merrick won this week. Yeah. And Burrow was on a bye, which he's been floating between Brady and Burrow a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, Burrow will go off and be really good, and then all of a sudden. Yeah. Not very good. Um, For Jared, um, some underwhelming performance we talked about on his bench, uh, obviously uh, uh, Cooks was on a bye, and that hurts because Cooks has had a pretty decent year. in Houston, um, uh, Robbie Anderson looked pretty good this this week. Got a touchdown at least, so that boosted his score up a little bit. And um, yeah, Henry, Cam, uh, Cam's not afraid to throw the ball deep either. No, at least from what I remember. Helps. I think that helps Anderson a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then Henry uh, had two touchdowns this week. So, granted, who knows what he'll have this what last week? But that ended up being twenty points, which would have helped. Jared, but it, it still wouldn't have been enough this week for him. Um, and so again, that was a, another big week for um, the Ravens. And uh, yeah, and Jamal Agnew, even, I mean, he's been, he kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked pretty good in that game against the Colts. Yeah. Uh, well, and did you have you noticed Hardman losing snaps um, just to other receivers? I saw a report on that that he's he's just been losing snaps just to other random receivers on the team. Who's that? Nicole Hardman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah, that's not what you want to see if you were he was supposed to be somebody, man. Yeah, I know it. That's see, and that's makes me wonder, you know, if you're if you're Jared, do you start shipping off? Do you start preparing for next year? Or do you you're still five and five, but you're still in the race for the playoffs? Yeah, it's a huge matchup this week that you know, Jared and the Ravens and the Nighthawks face each other, both five and five. Um, yeah, and it's a big decision to make before that matchup. 
Yeah, because this is it. I mean, this is your last chance to trade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or picks are finalized. And the thing is, is people can say, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll fight for the playoffs now. And then if I don't make it, I'll just trade at the end of the year. But the thing is, at the end of the year, everyone, no one's thinking about a championship right now. Now, you yeah. know, the the year prices, happens. prices go up. Yes. Prices go up. Things, everything goes out the window. Now we're looking at the draft, the draft, the draft, the pick prices go up and everything, you know what I mean? Player prices are down, pick prices are up. So it's a different dynamic when, yeah, exactly. when it comes to that. Players so. have one less year on their contract, so they're not worth as much. Yeah. Um, but you ship players. Yeah. You get and ship a player now and prepare. Yes, for there's your- some desperate teams out there now that would want guys and are willing to pay maybe a little more. You know, I'm confident Eric's not going to give a first for digs uh, in no season. But knowing that if he adds digs, his team becomes a legitimate playoff contender, he's willing to pay the first this year. Yeah. I mean, Something to think about for some of these teams in the in the middle range. And it's not an easy decision. It's not. No, it's not. Because so let's talk about the last. I've I've avoided it as long as I possibly could. Uh, the Nighthawks somehow managed to win, uh, scoring 134 points uh, over the Seabass, who only managed to score 95 points, and his quarterback Aaron Rodgers scored 48 of those 95 points. So. A very disappointing week for uh, the Seabass, who don't have a player other than Aaron Rodgers scoring double digits. Yikes. Yeah. And he has publicly admitted that he's in a real rebuilding stage. The Seabass know that they're in rebuilding mode. So, yeah. yeah. It's not hurting him. I, I understand that. And he it's just has my first round pick. Oh, man. I'm so just, there's so many things I'm frustrated at right now. Uh, he first round pick. He has my first round pick for Aaron Jones and Tyler Higby, who both have been or Ronald Jones. I'm sorry, not Aaron Jones. Ronald Jones. Uh, gosh, man, it's criminal what the Buccaneers are doing to Ronald Jones. Yeah, he he's ex- when he gets the ball. I'm not saying he's explosive in the fact that he gets a ton of yards every time, but he hits the holes hard instantly. He doesn't hesitate. He just goes, and I like that. He scores last week, last year. Yeah. Week 10, 50 points. Week 12, 19.75 points. Week 14, 20 points. Week 17, the playoffs, 17 points. He had 30, he had 34. Why are they not using him? And they won't trade him. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I like Ron. I actually like Ronald Jones. I do too. too. I really felt good about that. And I mean, it's a dynasty league, so you're not that super concerned, but it's like, golly, man, it's really because you know, when Edwards got hurt, when after Dobbins got hurt, it's like I got to and I traded away Hunt. I was like, I gotta add depth. And I thought this is gonna be a guy. I mean, I knew it was a little risky because I knew Fournette was there, but I thought, man, I thought he was gonna have a decent season, like be a viable flex option and you can't start him it's so frustrating yeah yeah that would be frustrating I mean, uh kyler murray's hurt for the second week in a row that obviously doesn't hurt that hurts kamara out of nowhere seems like he got hurt and was out um latavius murray uh is still he's he's finally getting back but he's still been out it's actually a miracle that the nighthawks won this week um 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, DK Metcalf, six points. Ayuk, six points. Collins, eight points. Patterson, six points. Brait, seven points. Gaskin, nine points. AJ Green, one point. That's, you'll never win with that. I, no. No, so, 95 points is not a lot of points. Yeah. And and it wasn't like Cates was was trying. I mean, his bench isn't that much better. I mean, no. he, he just didn't have it. He didn't. And and so yeah, it was it was a bad week, a bad week all around, uh, underwhelming matchup. Uh Carr puts 58 points up, which you, you appreciate that. Literally had to go find somebody off the waivers, picked up Giovanni Bernard, uh, hoping that he could score. Well, you cut him. No, I never had him, man. What's that? I've never had him. No, you you have him in the starting lineup right now. I mean, you had him lineup last yeah. week, right? Yeah. You cut him after that, right? Oh, yeah. It was just to get me through yeah. the week. You released him right after the game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you no, didn't I'm... even get to go to the locker room. It was go straight to the parking lot. You're off the team. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I wanted to at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> cut him at halftime that's brutal oh gosh it's like why am i putting giovanni bernard in my starting lineup how do you feel about uh man landry gallup beasley yeah how you feel about those guys i liked how the cowboys used gallup in his first game back that was a blowout, but what like Dak was going to him nonstop. So uh, I know he had five targets, but and maybe those first five were in the first two quarters when I was watching. But I felt I actually felt good about Gallup when I saw him okay. play. Like I think the more he's in there, the more he's playing with Dak, the more he's going to have a chance to score. Um, you, think, you think they'll get rid of Cooper? Uh, I don't know. Cooper's interesting, um, but but I like I, I felt good about Gallup, um, Landry, and I see Landry and Beasley about the same. Landry is this has by far been Landry's worst uh, fantasy year, uh, by far. So I'm I'm really hoping. Um, granted, he's hurt. He's got knee injury. He didn't he didn't practice this week. Um, but I'm really hoping that he could bounce back and kind of find his, you know, now that Odell's gone, I know him and Odell were friends, not, but, but, that, and I know Odell wasn't really taking a lot away from him, but I don't know. I mean, Landry's a guy that. Maybe, think, maybe it simplifies things, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see if he can stay healthy, if he can get healthy. I think he's got the potential to be a, a decent flex for you. And then Beasley, you just never know with that lineup. Like, like with Cup, I mean, with with Diggs and Sanders and Beasley, and um, it's like they could eat something. I mean, Beasley can have thirty points, or he can have a week like this. And and not ideal person you want to rely upon. Obviously, Eric learned that the hard way in the championship game. Um, not the guy you want to rely upon. But again, <laughs> I just re- remembered when you said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the guy. Oh, Eric can tell you all about that. You can, you can write a <laughs> dissertation on that. But um, again, not like the worst. I don't think it's the worst flex to have. 
Yeah. Rashad Bateman looked good. Bateman, I've liked what I've seen out of Bateman. I didn't want to have to call him up, but look, I mean, if I don't call him up this week, who am I putting in there? I mean, I probably would put Arnold in, who's actually looked pretty good the last couple weeks, but still, it's like, I'm grateful that Bateman has come in and looked like the guy I thought he was going to be. And I I think he'll take off even more uh, as as he works in there. So he's led the team or been one of the top in the targets and yards the last couple of weeks. So Bateman's a guy. Why don't you trade him over here? He's not getting traded. <laughs> I, can, I can assure you of that. Uh, well, I should never say never, but I don't. I don't see him getting traded. So, so yeah, uh, some big matchups coming up. Um, let's let's talk real quick. I think the is the only trade that went down the Robert Woods trade last week. Yeah, I don't remember any other trades yeah i'm trying to think back i don't think there was any others so um let's talk about that let's talk about the robert woods trade let's talk about it that was your initial uh reaction was you did not expect that i think that was your word your exact words in the chat yeah um well, I'm trying to go back and look at. Sorry, right, it was Emmanuel Sanders, Kenny Galladay, and a third for Robert Woods. Emmanuel Sanders, Kenny Galladay, and a third. Yeah. Well, because you're a Kenny Galladay guy, and yeah. I, I feel like you're an Emmanuel Sanders guy, and you threw a third out there. Yeah. So I thought. I didn't think that you would – and, and not, I'm not saying it's an absurd price, but I didn't think you would pay that price for Robert Woods. Um, but, again, Kenny Galladay could get injured at any moment. Emmanuel Sanders is the number two. And you like, you're like you a Beasley guy. I'm not really a Beasley guy myself. I never really have been. But I know some people like him. You know, I know you like him. Eric likes him. Um, so, I don't know. I just – just in my head, I figured your prices on Sanders and Kenny Galladay were probably a little higher than what I guess they were when you traded for Robert Woods. Well, Woods' price would be a little lower with Cooper yeah, Cup yeah. and Beckham. Yeah. Didn't Beckham wasn't he? Didn't he get sent there prior to that trade? Yeah. yeah. And that was another thing. I was like, hmm, and you're getting Woods with Beckham coming in. Yeah. So. Robert Woods was wide receiver 11 coming into this week. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was wide receiver 11. And he hadn't played that well the beginning to start the season. At all. Yeah. So uh, my that was my thinking going into it was, was man, I've got a chance to add a wide receiver one. Um, and really, uh, Sanders was on loan. I got him in the, acquired him in the digs trade and, um, not that I don't, I I do like him, but, but I just, in my head, I wasn't attached to him. Galladay, as you've mentioned, has been my guy. I've been the, I've been one of the conductors of the Galladay hype train forever, but man, he's been hurt. And it's like, it's so frustrating to have that guy sitting on your bench. And then to think, 
I've got three more years on Galladay. So uh, at least I have to endure this for a whole nother season next year. Um, you know, and it's, it's money on the books. And so I, I didn't include Galladay in there at first. I was trying to get him to bite with, um, somebody else. I don't remember who, but a different receiver, but, you know, I think the why I ended up pulling the trigger on Galladay was, was, uh, that reason alone. his injury history. He hasn't been on the field ever. Uh, you know, he, it was, yeah. you know, I mean, it just, it's frustrating, um, to watch him every single week. Yeah. I mean, before the, before the injury, it's really not that bad of a trade. I mean, and I mean, I, I guess. I, and, and I was a gamble because I do know that Odell could come in and steal some of Robert Woods. But I, again, I just thought Robert, I had, I believed in Robert Woods. I liked him as a, as a receiver. Uh, and then of course the injury happened and it's like, literally I just gave away three guys. <laughs> I mean, that pick and, and Galladay and Sanders, like just gave them away. So. Uh, yeah. And Robert Woods is on one year deal, right? 13 million one year. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal man that's that's my luck man that's been my luck this year it's it's insane when you look at my team and I, and I know everybody has these years so I'm not but it's like goodness gracious with Dobbins Irv Smith first then Dobbins then Edwards and Woods and man I picked I uh, heard of Samuel he was freaking hurt Landry's been on the IR Latavius Murray goes to Baltimore and he's been hurt for like the last three weeks. It's like, it's just been insane. It's like every single thing I do is falling apart and crumbling. So uh, it's, it's really remarkable uh, that my team has got a sniff of the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, we're right there in the thick of it. So um, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, that's, so that's, that's, that's tough, man. You get him for one year and then he, he's just out. The here's, here's the, here's the good. Like I'm an, I'm an optimist. So I was already trying to find the good from it. The good is I do clear some money off my books for next year. Um, with Galladay gone and Sanders, both of those guys would be eating money off my books next year. And, yeah. um, and they're not bad contracts, but, but Galladay, if he, if he, if Galladay is giving you the production that he's given you really the last two years, it is a bad contract because $7 million to pay somebody to sit on your bench and be hurt isn't worth it. If Galladay were living up to his expectations, and there's a part of me that worries Galladay was uh, the, Co the Cooper Cup effect, you know, was, was he benefiting from having Stafford, you know, uh, in Detroit? Have you looked at any? Have you looked at any? And maybe this is a podcast podcast for another time. But have you looked at any anybody that would be available uh, next year off of other people's teams? You know, you know the final years of their contract. And like, no, I haven't scouted ahead and 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 done that much research. I just know that I want to have money available, and also I have I have the rights to Robert Woods. You know, can could someone come and bid him away from me? Yes. Uh, but I can sign him, and now I could maybe sign him for cheaper. Uh, Probably will be cheaper. Yeah, because he's going to play next year. So hurt, and he's going to be older. Yeah. So I still have those rights, and I and I still think. I mean, it's going to be a gamble. I'm, I'm, I don't plan on paying a ton. Like, I, not to give away strategy on the podcast, but I mean, like, I don't plan on giving like 
paying him a ton, but I wouldn't be surprised if when I look at my three restricted free agents, he's one of them that I'm trying to resign. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting. We're, we're going to be an interesting spot. And, and we're at a spot now with, um, you know, Elijah Moore and in, in our, on our taxi squad, you know, and uh, Bateman, where we felt like we could, those two guys uh, give us a little bit more confidence that we can part ways with Diggs and Galladay. You know, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Yeah, that was huge, the Diggs trade. That was that was upsetting to see for me. Well, I figured, yeah. Get get digs, man. Did that trade get talked about in the last podcast? Yeah, we talked about it. Eric and I talked about it. Whew. Man. Yeah, I needed a first rounder, and that was that was what to me that was a selling trade without completely selling. You know, it's like you can sell and and you're not totally giving up on the season. And yeah. Yeah, that's right. Cause you got Sanders. I, I, I remember you guys talking about it now. Yeah. So um, let's, let's take a few minutes. Uh, this is trade deadline week, right? Yeah. Let me ask this. Who's the most uh, intriguing player on the trade deadline for, for you? For me? On the trade block. I mean, for my team or in general, in general, in general, the most intriguing player. Now, the, the thing is, because I went through and I wrote down every player on the trade deadline, and I have them highlighted who I think is most intriguing. But the thing is, is that I think some of these guys have been have, on there so long. have been on here for a while. Yeah. And I think other guys are, were put on here and have been reconsidered. Yeah. But Like but Travis Kelsey, it, for instance. He's, he's... Yeah, yeah, so Travis Kelsey's on there. Eric. Christian McCaffrey's on there. George Kittle's on there. Calvin Ridley's on there. Um, Dalvin Cook's on there Austin Eckler's on there Beckham's on there Elliot's on there Mike Williams is on there Debo Samuel James Robinson Trevor Lawrence Michael Thomas um, I mean there's some big names on that on there yeah and, and I think there are some teams that could go after them I didn't have well, I probably had enough time, but I didn't quite look into who should go after who. But, um, but I mean, there are some players available out there right now that it's it's deadline week. If you want to make a, a splash, I'll get your guy. But here's the other thing: when it comes to trade deadline week, we kind of talked about it a minute ago. Trade deadline week isn't just for the teams going for a, a playoff push or a championship run. It's also for the teams that are rebuilding. This is your chance to get picks for a little cheaper than what you would get them or future pieces for a little cheaper than what you'd get them or selling a little more on a, on a, on a player that could change a playoff team or help a playoff team. This is your chance to kind of cash in and build on your future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the blunt smokers have a, a per a great chance to, to do that. I just don't know if Pharaoh's going to do that mainly because Pharaoh's prices are so high usually. Sell and get picks, you mean? No, you're not picks, but a playoff push player, you know, somebody for the playoffs because he, he has Trevor Lawrence. You're right? saying he could buy, not sell. I'm saying he could sell Trevor Lawrence. He has Trevor Lawrence on the trade block. He could sell Trevor Lawrence to a lower end team that maybe needs a quarterback that doesn't have one. They can sit, they don't have to, they don't have to waste a pick next year on a quarterback. You know what I mean? And he could maybe grab a player 
you know, for the playoff, for a playoff push or whatever. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence is on the block and he doesn't need Trevor Lawrence. Um, Kellen Mond, maybe even for Scully. Scully could go and grab Kellen Mond, maybe for not too expensive, but he's on the trade block. And that's Kirk Cousins' backup for the future. Um, George Kittle's on the trade block. That's kind of a crazy piece. But yeah, like I was saying, I mean, it's not just for a championship push. You know, there's teams that, are working for their future that can make trades, you know, on this trade deadline as well. Yeah, I get that too. But Christian McCaffrey is the uh, craziest one on the trade block, in my opinion. The one, I mean, that's what you asked, right? Yeah. Christian yeah, McCaffrey. Not tried. Conversations about him, right? Say that again. There have been some active conversations. I know a few active conversations with him. Yes, I, I was I was in trade negotiations, and he told me that he was talking to at least one other owner, maybe two owners. Yeah. Um, but I was I was trying to get McCaffrey, and I just I, yeah. I don't I don't think I could do it. I I tried a lot. It was it was funny. I uh, shot down. Well, Jared came to me and asked me about a trade with John, and then John came to me and said, "Oh, so you're the reason I didn't get that guy." And I was like. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to give, if, if any owner wants to, to DM me and ask me my opinion, I'll give it, you know, I, I, I don't think, I don't by any means think I know any more than anyone else, but if you want a second opinion on something, come talk to me. I do that with you guys sometimes with trades I make, you know, I think it's good to, to do that. Yeah. So John was sending me some of your guys' offers. And so uh, uh, just to get my opinion. And I thought, I thought they were interesting. I mean, I understood, I understood the ask and I understood why uh, it's going to take a lot to get, to get McCaffrey. Who do you think is the player that's most likely to get traded this week? Um, I'm kind of looking through this list who I think will most likely get traded. I'll give you a couple of players. Um, I think Robbie Anderson could get traded this week. I think Mike Williams could get traded this week. Um, I don't see Odell Beckham or Austin Eckler being traded from the Battlecocks this week. I don't, just don't see that. That doesn't that doesn't look like a smart move. Um, no, Eckler would get traded. Yeah, it, it would be a big name he'd get back. I would think if he traded. Maybe Hardman. I don't know if someone wants to take a chance on Hardman or not. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well. You know, J Rock put Anderson. Hardman, uh, Agnew, Mo'Ally Cox, and Ali Cox uh, today. And then actually, while we've been on our podcast, uh, Pharaoh put Kenyon Drake and uh, Naheem Hines on the trade block. Um, so those are guys that are at least uh, Chenault was put on there this week. So those are some of the recent that, you know, guys are at least thinking about shopping. So, yeah, I mean, Here's my big, here's my, and maybe this is a hot take, I don't know, but I, I think, I think Debo is going to get traded this week. Really? It's funny you say that. Were we talking about Debo already? Yeah, we've talked about it, yeah. And you were talking about how you would, you kind of regret not trading before this last game. Yeah, so I, I, I tried to trade a decent amount for him too, but the last thing I heard from Kenny was that, and that was today, 
is that he thinks he wants to hang on to Debo and see him play with Trevor Trey Lance next year. Interesting. Well, maybe I'm wrong then. But I mean, man, I thought he was going to trade Debo too. I really did. Um, yeah. I asked him his price on James Robinson, and that was pretty hefty. <laughs> was it? Yeah. And I said, you know what? I hope you get that. That's exactly what I told him. I said, <laughs> if I trade Kamara or uh, Elliot, I want to use James Robinson as my uh, <laughs> starting price. Yeah. I think Naheem Hines would be a, a, a good pickup for a team. Yeah, but me and Farrell's prices are so high. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. It's gotta be realistic because I've tried to get in Hines like three times from him. And probably he would have got a much better deal had he taken my he's like he he's worth less now, I think, probably than what I what I offered him. So yeah, his prices are kind of through the roof. But he I don't yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll see if there's any moves made, any big names. Yeah, it's, it's just so interesting because I think teams are – I know I'm not inclined to sell like I would have been had I lost maybe last week or two weeks. You know, if I'm sitting two or three games out of the playoffs and I don't think I'm going to get there, I'm selling this week. I am. There's no, there's no question. I'm going to try to add picks and maybe get rid of a player or two. But knowing – that I could get in the playoffs. And if I have Murray healthy and um, uh, Kamara healthy and Elliot healthy and heck, I mean. Kyler Murray. Oh, is that, that's who you just yeah, said. Yeah. I mean, those three guys right there could carry me to a, to a couple wins. You know I mean? Yeah. I, I think. That's why I went after Robert Woods. That's why I added after I even sold Diggs. Cause it's like, well, I can get a potential re- receiver one and replace Diggs to an extent, you know? Yeah. And Diggs was not playing too well at the beginning of the year. No. I mean, Conklin is an interesting name for team. I mean, there's no, there's not really any great tight ends out there, and Conklin's on the block. So, and the Sasquatches are, I, they're out of the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they're three and seven. So, yeah. Conklin's on the block. Calvin Ridley, that's another guy. Calvin Ridley, if you're a lower end team, you know, building for your future. I mean, even though he's three and seven, he's kind of in that spot, but he's got him on the block. I mean, you might as well, I, I would go after him. Heck, I'd go and see just what the price is. Because if he comes back, you're getting a dang near wide receiver one. You know what I mean? And he's young. Yeah. What's his contract? Do you know? Like a million for two years or three years. How much? 10 million. Okay. Not a bad price for Calvin Ridley if he's playing. If it is, yeah. But yeah, I think I think if I was if I needed a quarterback <clears throat> and I'm building for the future, I'd probably go go talk to Pharaoh about Trevor Lawrence. I mean George Kittle's on the block, but I'm sure he's his price is very high now. Um Elliot, is he really on the block? I mean, what I've said about Elliot and and even Kamara. To an extent, if someone comes and gives me the right offer, uh, uh, I would consider moving them. It's expensive, though, right? Like 26 million, 27? 20. Both of them are pretty expensive, yeah. Yeah. And I've had a few offers that were decent for those guys. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, if a team really wanted to come, come get them. We, I mean, you'd have to get creative to make salaries work, but it could be done, you know. I think Dalvin Cook's interesting. Dalvin Cook scares me. Really? Well, the legal stuff. Oh, I, you know, I don't know if I, I'm not that worried about it for whatever reason. I don't know why. I, I, and I, I think it's because he personally has tweeted multiple times about it, or at least has a couple statements about it's not yeah, him. It's a message that where he had apologized to her. And yeah, so I, so I saw that, but did you notice that it had the check mark by his name? So it had to have been like on Twitter DM or something. It's like, why are you texting your ex on Twitter DMs? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, you think it was fake? I think it could have been fake. That's what I think. I don't I don't see you, I don't see her being the ex that close of a relationship ex, like where they just broke up or they just had this altercation and they're not texting, yeah. you know, actual phone numbers. Unless but that's she, unless you like delete his number or something, you know, or like talk to him. Yeah, yeah I guess. I don't I know. Guess. But that just, I don't know. That looked a little weird to me. I was like, why are you DMing him on Twitter? That's <laughs> so weird. I, I would like, I would go after Dalvin, but I know I'll probably have to give up Clyde Edwards Hilaire and then <sighs> Dalvin is going to be costly next year. And I just don't have that kind of money to, to do it. And so I, and I think we and him, me and him actually did talk about a trade and I probably could have got a trade done, but I just, couldn't trade there is not this in my opinion this isn't the time to sell edwards hilaire right but it, yeah right 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 because his value is not what he worries me he does and I, I, I mean we've talked about him but in our trade talks but yeah if i was to trade i mean like i said if i was to trade him and get dalvin cook you know yeah or, i agree or christian mccaffrey or whatever but it makes sense, but it's like I'm still gonna have to pay extra. I understand, and I understand why you would want someone like that in return. But if I have one of those guys, personally, me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not enough big enough believer in. Uh, oh, I got you. And Ceh to trade for trade one of those guys away. Gotcha. If I'm, you know, if I'm trading Kamara or Elliott, I want to make sure I'm getting a guy back that's a guy. You know, that's gonna may not be there yet or may be there close to there you know yeah all right well um i think that wraps up this podcast i don't have a timer so this one might be a long one so yeah i'm not sure how long we've been on here (laughs) so um it's gonna be interesting week we'll have hopefully have a lot of trades to break down next week in our podcast i hope let me ask you before we leave though is there anyone on the trade block that you're looking at I did. I am so torn and I've been torn and I haven't like my team. I don't even know what to make of my team because they're so freaking hurt all the time. And I don't want to give away. I don't have any drafts. I mean, I have a third round and a fourth round or a first round. I'd like to keep those, you know, I'm willing, if I'm going to add, I'm willing to look at next year's draft picks, but it's like, I don't, I would love to go get somebody, but I don't want to pay on my leg i mean i i I don't want to give up my draft commodity because if because my team could if my team tanks or sucks if my luck continues to run out you know and i can't win 
then you don't have draft capital. Then I don't have any draft capital. And I've lost and I've given away all of my picks. And it's just, I'm in that weird spot. It's like, I don't know. I don't know whether to buy or to sell. Um, you know, like I, I, I want to, the reason I asked about James Robinson, I was interested in it. Like I, I, he would be someone that my team would want, you know, but I'm not giving a first and a young running back. No, that's, that's what I'm asking for Kamara, you know, I mean, or, or, or Elliot. Uh, so I, I don't, I would love to add to my team. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know who's out there that I would grab. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who's out there that I, that, that I realistically could get, uh, you know, if someone was willing to like say, Hey, I want to shake up my team and they're wanting to come get some guys, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying this is going to happen obviously, but if, but if you were like, Hey, Mahomes and you really wanted Elliot, and I, I mean, like if we want to get creative and just like completely, I'm always, intrigued by those gigantic blockbusters buster deals uh, and wouldn't be opposed to it but no I, I could see us adding I could see us selling and I could see us standing pat this week I mean that's that's where we're at you guys probably are going to add though I would imagine right yeah I'm looking at a few guys to add and heck I, I mean I've tried Debo I've tried Christian McCaffrey I've tried Dalvin Cook um, I think I've asked about Kittle, but they didn't go very far. Uh, I've talked and I've been I've talked to trades with Merrick and the Platypuses about Austin or uh, Amari Cooper. Um, the Platypuses are interesting too because their schedule is so dang hard. Yeah, the Platypus. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I yeah, I know. I don't know. I did be tough to be in his spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I what I will say before we before we get off here, put the league on notice. Well, I don't know how big of a notice this is, but I I think I am going to I'm definitely I'm going to go out and I'm going to look at get going and getting Mike Williams to add some depth to my team, and I might try and make a blockbuster deal for Travis Kelsey. You think you think Merrick will sell him? I think he's in a spot where if Hawkinson's in a deal, he might go, mm, I'm five and five. I got a really tough schedule. Man, who's I hope he sells. Who's he playing week 14? You? Oh, he got the Sasquatches. Yeah, and that's a tough game. <laughs> he's got the Sasquatches. He's got both of his division opponents. He's got the Battlecocks and the – Yeah, he's got Eagles. by far. So if you add in that – let me look. Let me do this. Fifty-eight ninety-two plus seventeen fifty-one. I guarantee you, yeah, seventy-six hundred points remaining in his four games. You you divide that by four. His teams have scored uh, an average. Uh, can't see it. Nineteen hundred points. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that would be like if you had nineteen hundred points, you would be in like fourth place in our league. And so he's got to go against that the next four weeks. And so I think if, if, if I got Hawkinson in a deal for him, he can still compete with Hawkinson, mm-hmm. but it's a future piece for him at, at that point. 
you know, and then he's dropping Kelsey's contract off, which I'm, I'm sure he makes 20 something million. I'd, I'd have to figure out maybe I get him to pay, you know, this year. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go after Kelsey and, and Mike Williams and see what I can do and try to make this playoff push because man, the way Eric constructed his team, the last few trades, the way Gucci's team's already set up. And the way that Stafford has played until what last week, maybe the week before, uh, the blunt smokers look really good. I, I just I'd like to go make one more big splash and get ready for this uh, playoff push. Yeah, I mean you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Like, just get like I want to get there. Just get there. dude. The championship last year was like one thirty to one thirty something. Yeah, exactly. Derrick Henry and Beasley couldn't put up. I don't even remember what the number one was. Something silly like ten points or whatever. Yeah. Like 16, I think. But yeah. They combined didn't put up that much. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, Man, now I'm kind of thinking. Anything about can it. happen. Anything can happen. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun.